Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back with your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Altman. Welcome back. Second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you're coming in now, definitely watch the first hour. Um, Joe Biden is presiding over only the second time an American president has ever lost a war. I don't want to hear what the talking heads, what the propagandists are saying. They're going to say, oh, we won the Afghanistan war and then it was Trump. Trump's fault. Trump's fault. Trump hasn't been in office for seven months. It's not Trump's fault. This is Biden's fault. Biden's on vacation. He's in Camp David. And you know where he's going after Camp David? He's going to Delaware on Disneyland. vacation. He's probably going to Disneyland. He, he's, he hasn't even changed his schedule. He's still going to Delaware. Kamala Harris is, instead of Afghanistan, she's focusing allegedly on Haiti. Now, Haiti yeah. had a terrible earthquake. That's absolutely true. Terrible earthquake. But how can, I mean, they were, she was asked whether she was going to be um, doing anything on Afghanistan. If you go up, put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is from Pasobic on Facebook. He says, shade war going hot. Kamala refused to request to do a press today. She said she was focused on Haiti, not Afghanistan. Now staffers for the rival teams have been openly fighting all day per White House official. Biden went to sleep earlier than usual tonight. He was confused by all the conflicting intel reports. Ron Klain wanted Biden to rush back to D.C. yesterday afternoon to the Situation Room, but Jill, Jill Biden, stepped in saying that Biden could project his leadership from anywhere. Project his leadership from anywhere. If you want to know what leadership looks like, again, put up image number five. Joe Biden sitting in a room alone with no one there, talking with people in other parts of the You know, world. I used to talk to people... I used to talk to people in Washington. I had an opportunity years ago to go to Washington and do some work where I was, I was actually working on, uh, with a group that, I mean, many of you may know about. It's called Bridges to a Common Ground. It works between Muslims, Christians, and Jews across the nation to try and bridge that divide so we can get peace without having to, you know, kill people. So I helped, I helped in this organization called Track 5 with uh, ex-Congressman Mark Siljander. And they... They attacked him pretty hard. So as a result of that, I got opportunities to meet with um, people, uh, you know, Congress people in Washington as I did my work in the Middle East and in Africa, never working for the federal government, by the way, but always becoming a target of them because I just tried to solve problems. And one of the things that, that came out all the time is that Joe Biden's name was mentioned quite often. Do you know how they mentioned him? They basically would say that Joe Biden was the dumbest human being in Washington, D.C. He would they they literally said you could not find a dumber human being over the last 40 years than this guy. And that was when he was vice president. They they 
literally said, there is not a more stupid man than Joe Biden. By intelligence, he is probably the dumbest human being in all of Washington, D.C. Do you know who said that, Max? Democrats and Republicans, aides, anybody that had a conversation with Joe Biden thought he was the dumbest human being to ever roam the planet. And in a place where it's a dark world, he was also the most controllable. They used to crack jokes about Joe Biden. And I'm like, hey, listen, I, I think that the foreign policy, we used to always talk about foreign policy. I think that our foreign policy in these different countries is wrong. We're not respecting the sovereignty of other nations. It's something that I became very good at talking about because I'd see things that the U.S. did. They'd lie. I'd go over there, see something, come back here, and they'd be lying about it. They lied about everything. I mean, every time the media, it's the one thing that I got right. I just stopped watching the news. I stopped because you can only believe about 20% of it. And depending on who's on the stage, it's less than that. So I, I got to tell you, it, it, he's sitting in there alone. You wonder why he's sitting there alone? Because those same people that were there 15 years ago, not even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years, 10, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, those same people that were there 10 years ago are still there. <laughs> and they don't want to sit in the same room with Joe Biden. You want to know why they don't want to sit in the same room with Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden is still the stupidest man in all of Washington, D.C., if not the entire planet. Yeah. And they know it. And they know it. They, they, they got I'm, a little puppet I'm for Obama's something. third term. What's up? I just saw this. This is, this is heartbreaking. Put on my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, so here in reports that Mark Frerichs, the last American hostage in the Taliban's control, was not released prior to this. So the Biden administration did not negotiate his release before withdrawing the troops. He did not demand his release as a condition of withdrawal. So Biden gave them the city without even demanding that the last American in their in their custody be released. So the chaos that's about to unfold in Kabul, which is happening right now, they already have their first American hostage. And they've had him. And Joe Biden left him there. I don't want to hear any news reports. I don't want to hear from the White House that they got everyone out. They obviously didn't get everyone out. They left someone behind. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. Let's just, and again, I, I say this all the time. They're not coming for us. Nobody's coming to save us. We have to save us. We are the last defense against all of this tyranny in our country. It's tyrannical. What we're dealing with is tyrannical. And by the way, do you remember when, when empty Biden got up on stage? Notice that I've never called him president because I won't because he is not a legitimate president. He's not a legitimate president. They stole that election. They stole it, and they, were, they had other people that were complicit, and they put those people in position of power and authority, and all those people want on the Democrat side and the Republican side, Crenshaw, is money, power. Oh, if I go along with this, maybe you'll let me keep this job, and if you don't, you'll give me another one. We'll just let me sail off here and give me another job where I can make a bunch of money. All about money. Selling your yeah. soul for money. Yeah. Kayla Ray on DLive said, what the hell, POW, MIA, whatever happened to Never Forgotten? If we put up my screen again, those are the words underneath, uh, at the bottom of the POW, MIA flag. You are not forgotten. Joe Biden quite literally forgot about this prisoner. Donald Trump made it a priority. When Americans were locked up abroad, he made it a priority of his administration to bring as many of them back as he possibly could. Can't get all of them, right? You, you can't always negotiate with people if they're not actually 
acting logically. Like fanatical terrorism, you're not you're not always going to be able to convince a fanatic to release an American hostage. But Trump did everything he could to bring as many of them home as as he possibly could. Joe Biden did not even demand it. Where's Joe Biden? Where's Joe Biden? Has he has he spoken to the American people yet? Allegedly, it's happening today. Just like everything, daylight dollar short. Where's Joe Biden? If you can find him. I'd love to know where he is. And Donald Trump says we should be looking for him too. Put up image nine. This is Trump's statement on the matter. Image number nine, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States. He says, first, Joe Biden surrendered to COVID and has come roaring back. Then he surrendered to the Taliban, who has quickly overtaken Afghanistan and destroyed the confidence in American power and influence. The outcome in Afghanistan, including the withdrawal, would have been totally different if the Trump administration had been in charge. Who or what will Joe Biden surrender next? Someone should ask him if they can find him. Brutal, a brutal statement from President Donald J. Trump. So, so I have a, I have a, I have a statement for President Trump. It's time. We are ready. The American people are ready. But we need leadership. And I, I put on my, on my deal because somebody's like, "Hey, where are our leaders?" Why do we keep talking and not doing? I mean, I built an organization, got uh, you know divested from my company, uh, <laughs> got sued by a, a guy that's close to, the, to Antifa, uh, I, that works for the voting system that's in 40 states, 28 almost fully, that planned out getting into swing states, doing the things that they did, that was able to use these deviations. All of that happened. All of that happened. All of that happened. So I said, I'll be your leader. I'll stand up. So my, but my, my request is on this podcast, and I'll say it right now, is President Trump, it's time to step out. It's trying to step out and plan. It's time to, it's time to come up with a plan. And get guys like me that make, that, that frankly, I put me in, coach. I'm not a dumb man at all. Not at all. I built my company on a cocktail napkin to where it was before I was booted unceremoniously. So I'm in. And you know what? I'm not corruptible. And there are other people that are not corruptible either. I believe Steve Bannon is uncorruptible. I believe Professor David Clements is uncorruptible. I believe Mike Lindell is uncorruptible. There are many others. I believe Garrett Ziegler is uncorruptible. There are people, Ziegler, I probably said it wrong. He worked from the president's deal. But, but I think having people like uh, Mark Meadows, who just sailed off and got a job, a cushy job working for a nonprofit, going to play golf and just hanging out, I think those people have sold their, sold their nation out for money, for comfort, for, for a, the goal of becoming a part of the aristocratic elite. I'm in. I am absolutely 100%. I've led before, not to the level that President Trump has, but I'm a fast learner. Let's go. Let's go. The American people have had enough. So let's have a plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I don't plan to fail. But we are going to have to stand together. Get people like Patrick Byrne and, and General Flynn and other people that are, in, that are currently inside of, of our country, inside a government that recognize this. People in the FBI, stand up together. Stand up. Be the leader. Recognize it. Say, hey, look, something's wrong with you guys. Hey, by the way, this is what's happening over here. Become the whistleblowers everywhere. Reach out to me. I'll blow the whistle for you. At no point will I, not, will I back down from anybody except for God, if he comes to me and says, hey, look, 
steady, ready. Take a deep breath. Then I will. But I'm not going to get excited and start flying off the handle either, except for when it's important to, to, to wake you up. So I'm ready. Yeah. So you, you know who is also ready? You know who is also ready for the fall of Afghanistan? Yeah. CNN. CNN very much ready. And CNN reporting, breaking news. This is CNN breaking news. The Taliban seem pretty friendly as people are clinging to planes and falling to their death, trying to grab a C-130 and get the last flight out. CNN reporting that the Taliban seem pretty friendly, even while they're chanting death to America. Play cut number nine, Mr. Producer. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. At the president. Utterly bizarre. They seem very friendly, though. Don't they Utterly seem friendly? Bizarre. Do they seem friendly to you, Joe? No. They seem pretty friendly. No. Again. No. Just to just to reiterate. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is yesterday versus today. Today she's saying, "Oh, they seem pretty friendly," as she's forced to wear. I- I wonder what would happen if she was <laughs> wearing the red, the red scarf. If she was wearing that and she walked out there, I wonder how friendly they'd be to her. They they'd would kill her, her and drag her they through the street. Bury, they would bury her in a hole up to her neck. They would grab as many rocks as... <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah. I've seen the brutality of these demons. They bury them up to their neck. You can't do anything. Your arms are below. And then they bash your head in with rocks as they take turns yeah. torturing you. Yeah. And by the way, they don't, yeah. they, they don't stop until your head is completely Removed liquefied. Yeah. That, by so the that way. that is friendly. I, I, yeah. Very friendly. Even, even when they're chanting death to America, they just seem kind of friendly. You know, like we could be friends with them. We could be a little bit friends. Again, let's show you the before and after. Put up image 12. This is what Afghan TV looked like before. Nice, respectable woman. She's wearing a headscarf, so obviously she's religious. Yep. But um, she's not wearing the full black burqa or anything. That's before. Yeah. Now let's put up image number 13. This is what it looks like after the Taliban take, took over. Same studio. Yeah. Not a, an empowered woman delivering the news. About as far from an empowered woman delivering the news as you could possibly get. Taliban flag featured not just once twice just in case you missed it on the first yeah you see it's on the right but they also put it on the background because you can't fully read it when it's draped <laughs> it's, you don't uh... joe do you know what joe biden's priority was this summer besides creating as much chaos as possible so we forget about the election fraud that faces our nation no in afghanistan no just what, what his priority was in afghanistan do you know his priority? His uh, bringing administration's them, priority them was? ice cream because it's really hot. No, I don't. No, don't Joe Biden wants all the ice cream for himself. His administration did. If we put up image fourteen, the embassy in Kabul made sure to fly the gay pride flag in Afghanistan. Yeah. And it, like even the moderates want nothing to do with that. There are no friends for that. This is from the embassy. The month of June is recognized as LGBTI. 
They keep changing the alphabet people up. I thought it was Q. Now it's I. Don't know what I stands for. Pride Month. The United States respects the dignity and quality of all LGBTI people and celebrates their contributions to society. We remain committed to supporting civil rights of minorities, including LGBTI persons. All legitimate. Listen, we don't want anyone being stoned to death. But you also, while the Taliban was amassing, the Biden administration was pushing social justice. Yeah. It's pushing gay rights on Afghanistan. Like the moderates are still far right. There's no room for that in Afghanistan today. That's what they were pushing. Remember Listen. Mark Milley, Mark Milley trained the Afghan army. He yeah. testified a month ago that the Afghan army was prepared, that they were going to hold the line. Well, no, he obviously was not well-versed. He didn't was not well-briefed because he's been too busy trying to find non-existent white supremacists in the ranks of the military, right? That's what he's been spending the summer on. That's called rooting a distraction. Out white supremacy. That's called a distraction. That's called a, a color guard, or excuse me, a uh, color revolution. That's what we're dealing with, the color revolution in our country. And I put this behind me, just so you know. See that? You guys know what that is? That's the disgraced house. I don't even know how you're going to be able to get that stench out of there when we take back our nation. He's never even there. He's rarely ever there. The the part that we don't understand as Americans is that we've already gotten to the place where they've pulled our liberty from our hands. And and I don't know how you could be. I want to say it. I don't know how you could be an FBI agent. I'm going to use I'm going to call that the FBI because, frankly, I had a conversation with someone who said, Joe, there's a lot of really good FBI agents and they recognize what's happening, but they just don't know who their friend is either. They're actually saying it. There's people in the FBI that are saying, I, I can't say anything. I'm getting ready to retire. And you have others that are FBI agents like, I'm retiring. I just retired. Whew. I have law enforcement officers that are like, I'm retiring. I'm just going to go off and do my thing. And then they wake up. Like One of them woke up and said, what am I doing? I'm going to go retire to what? What am I retiring to? You have a lot of good people that walked away from the from from the armed forces, walked away from the FBI, got out because they're like, I, and didn't say anything, had to remain silent because they were afraid that if they didn't, the last little bit of time that they had before they either got out or would be, would be spoiled by these people, by these, that's how bad it's gotten. We're, We're dealing with this massive infiltration, this criminal syndicate, and they walked away. But now they're waking up to the fact of, well, I'm not gonna have much of a retirement and it doesn't look like things are going to go very well. I should have spoken up then. The only thing that shines a light on darkness is light. Now they're waking up. So I'm hoping that more people wake up inside the FBI, because if you don't, there is a large contingent of people all over, literally all over, all over the nation, that right now, they're screaming from the top of their lungs, screaming from the top of their lungs saying, you better join me. We want this to be peaceful. We want to take back our country peacefully. We know where the corruption is. Max, I was going to keep this completely silent. And uh, last week, we, we've been doing an investigation. We've been doing an op for some time. We've been doing this op. Any idea the Antifa and the BLM, any idea that those people that are on the street now, even some homeless people that are there to control and create chaos, any idea how those people make their money? No, I, I don't know. Do you remember what no-show jobs are? 
No. Remember the mafia? They have no-show jobs. People get paid to not show up to work. They wouldn't be. They're just that's the way they could pay they the mafia. Right? It's a way you, yeah. you just have somebody that's on the payroll. That person gets paid. But oh, yeah, yeah. Show pa- up. Paper employees. Paper employees. Yeah. <laughs> we uncovered a large money laundering ring that ens- encapsulates some of the biggest nonprofits in Colorado and outside. We did that. And they have no-show jobs. They have jobs that work for, that are paid by these aristocratic elites, these people that are trying to, the Soros's of the world. We uncovered family members of people that are in positions of power and authority. We've, we uncovered people that are sitting members inside of different states, Colorado included, different states, who are moonlighting on the side to do election equipment. Yeah. Who, who is we? Because this is the first I'm hearing about all this. Eh, we got a big group of people, an ops group. Okay. But you know, you know how we have to operate? Any idea how we have to operate? No phones, by accident, knowing that, that there's these bad people that are doing everything they can. And, and we're dealing with a little bit inside of here right now. We got people that are trying to silence what we say. Why? Because they're afraid of the truth. You don't cut the tongue out of the person that's lying. Cut the cut tongue out of the person that's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely true. True. Thank you to Gaz Walden. He's now hosting our broadcast on his DLive channel. It's pretty cool. It's the first time that's happened. Um, now, lots of news from Afghanistan. I want to share a little bit of good news. There were dogs in Afghanistan who worked with the military. Working dogs. Yep. Uh, military dogs. A lot of times in these kind of withdrawals, it can be very hectic and dogs can get left behind. I am happy to report that the military is reporting that they got all of the dogs out. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. You can see them walking the dogs on the tarmac. And then that picture on the right, you can see the dog, his ears sticking out over the airline seat. So a little bit of good news. They got the dogs out. Yeah. So I know well, there's lots of dog lovers who will be happy. Oppressed and beaten and raped. I know. And I, it's, not, it's not that it's not like comparing to that. Just trying to trying to break up the the sadness with a little bit of good news that the doggos got out. The doggos are going to be safe back on American soil. Um, so we had that first clip of CNN saying they look they actually kind of friendly. They're actually kind of friendly. Here's <laughs> this is CNN's talking point. Now this other clip, they're saying, "Oh, the Taliban do do a pretty good job of keeping the calm." Let's play cut yeah. number ten. Remember, this is the, what they called the Ring of Steel, surrounded by security forces, where the money was, where the guns were, where America put in so much investment. I thought even if the Taliban moved in, there might have been occasional bits of clashes and crossfire here. But we've seen really very little, if not none of that. There are the occasional crackle of gunfire here and there, but so much of that seems to come back to reports of people firing in the air to get the crowds back. That instance in which it seems US troops killed two, what they said were armed men, we don't know getting to the bottom of that there. Clearly they felt under intense pressure at that airport with crowds rushing in their direction. And of course armed Taliban somewhere within the mix around that airport too. But it just shows you how messy it is at that airport and how I think that plan the US had to save those tens of thousands of Afghans, which seemed to me 
very optimistic in the chaos of this country with the Taliban advancing is going to be very imperiled in the days ahead, if not to some degree impossible. But we'll have to simply see how the Taliban choose to function. They have maintained today, as far as we can see, calm and order inside the capital. Uh, a remarkable sight, frankly, to just drive down a street and see Taliban, who I've only ever noticed as sort of hiding behind trees or far away in the hills as they took pot shots. But Americans now walking down streets, carrying their guns in broad daylight in central Kabul. But they are the power here right now. They are, it seems, keeping a degree of calm. Perhaps they're looking for some element of international respectability. We'll simply My have to goodness. see how Joe Biden in the hours ahead after this. He's literally saying that, and CNN is putting the video where the people are hanging onto the plane, where people are running onto the tarmac trying to catch a C1, AC-130. And he's like, oh, they brought a degree of calm, brought a degree of calm with their 880 militant Islam. No, they brought a degree of calm. The, their city is actually very calm. What does that tell you it, about it would be the a fact joke that these people, these people are afraid, they know what's happening, they're in on it. They're in on it. They are in on it. They are in on what we're dealing with right now. They're in on it. They're in on it. In on what? They're in okay. on the, the coup against the American people. Why, why would you sit there and lie? Even if you're CNN, how can you see things so backwards? And, and I got to tell you, Max, I try. I try to go, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe this is peaceful. Maybe the, is it me? Like, am I, am I seeing something wrong? Oh, I mean, is it, is it something that maybe I just need to wake up? Maybe like shake me a little bit. Maybe I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing clearly. Could it be that maybe I'm the deceived one? I do this. And then I come back to the part about the, how they worship Satan and I'm lost from, they lost me at that or that they pray to Odin or some of the other things that I saw people say and do. I, I think to myself, what in the, what in the world are we dealing with right now? Where? How? Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's there's lots lots of people have to answer for this. An inmate from Guantanamo Bay who was released by Obama now runs Afghanistan through the Taliban. I mean, lots of people have to answer lots of questions. And maybe I, I like Tucker's, Tucker's monologue the other day. Watched it last night. Maybe for once, we take the people out of positions of authority. Anyone who was, who was there whispering in Joe Biden's ear that, oh, don't worry, the Afghan army, they got this. Maybe we should, uh, maybe they shouldn't be advising anyone because that never happens. We never see the government clean house. When the Pentagon makes a huge mistake or the State Department makes a huge mistake, the people never are fired. They're never forced out for their mistakes. They're allowed to keep nope. making mistake no, after mistake are. after mistake. And they need to be. They need to be. So maybe now is the time. I want to show this. This is Heartbreaking. I don't want to say it's karmic. Put up image number 15, Mr. Producer. This is a, a Twitter user. It goes by Combat Journal, Mustafa47. Here's a tweet he put out November 8th, 2020. Because of Trump, I'll hopefully watch the first concession speech in 33 years of my life. He's happy about Trump losing. And then here he is yesterday. I'm hopelessly stuck in Kabul with my wife and child like myself. Hundreds of other journalists are also stuck here. I have an 11 months old daughter. Please, play, please pray for her safety. And we do. We pray for all of their safety. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shot and chaser images going around of journalists who celebrated Biden's win now saying that they're stuck there 
and they can't leave. There's stuff stuck there, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah. So I wanted you to, I don't know who this is. I'm trying to send it to you right now. But last night, I got a chance to talk about some of the Americans that are, that are stuck in Cabal right now that are missionaries. They're there to teach people about Jesus. And one of the, um, let's see if I can find it. One of the people that is there, that was a pastor that was there before, uh, let me see if I can send it over to Josh. Maybe that's probably the best way to do it. He, uh, he was talking about how unsafe it is for, um, for the people. And uh, it's a six-minute video. He's a pastor, and he was watching it overnight, but it was it's terrifying what they're going through. And he's talking about how the, he's cut yeah. off from communication there. I don't know if it went to you, um, Mr. Producer. I don't know if you got that, but you could check to see if you did get it. Um, I sent it over. While he gets that, while he gets that all ready to go, um, just for everyone who missed it, Joe Biden is having his own Saigon moment. Put up image zero. This is what it looked like in Saigon as they were um, helping people escape by helicopter from the South Vietnamese embassy there after we lost the war in Vietnam. Joe Biden said it would never happen. Let's switch to image number three. Actually, no, let's, let's switch to image number two. Image number two, I like this one. This one's been been making the rounds a lot today. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris with that helicopter in the background. Joe Biden promised it never would happen, but it is happening. The Americans have been um, evacuated from the embassy. It's only a matter of time before the Taliban takes over that embassy if they haven't already. And seeing that, Listen, I hope that none of us are ever in a position where we need to be evacuated from a foreign country by helicopter. But I'll tell you, you'd be shocked at just how many people in the United States have to be flown to a hospital by helicopter every year, which is why we're proud to be sponsored by Air Medicare Network. Air Medicare Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones should any of you need to be airlifted by helicopter to a hospital. And it doesn't just happen. People who are out hiking, they get lost while they're mountain climbing. You'd be shocked at how many people in the suburbs have to be airlifted. Think about whenever there's a big crash on the highway. Well, it's very hard to get an ambulance through a highway where there's a big pileup. A lot of those people end up being airlifted. Same in a city um, when there's gridlock, when there's rush hour. Lots of times they'll fly people from hospital to hospital when they need to get somewhere for a surgery. And that can be very expensive. Upwards of 50, 60 grand in some areas of the country just for a short helicopter flight. Well, that's where Air Med Care Network comes in. When you sign up with their plan, for just $85, we'll get you coverage for one year for your entire household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And then you use promo code daily. You'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to 50 dollars back so so i have a video mr producer have that ready to go he, he has the video ready to go and it's going to be six minutes long we'll probably stop in the middle so we can give some commentary but you're going to want to hear this because he did this right when things were happening and he was talking to afghani converted christians or christians coptic christians which do exist there mr producer go ahead and play it hey <clears throat> I want to ask all y'all to forgive my appearance. It 
been a long night. Can you fix that video? As or you no? can imagine, um, no? Sorry, getting guys. messages from all over Afghanistan as to what is happening there. Um, I'm really petitioning all of you to really pray. Pray for the believers there. There's so much that is going on and so much that is happening. I, we've lost all contact as of about one o'clock this morning due to the fact that if the Taliban finds any Western numbers or contacts in their phones, they will kill them on sight. It is what the Taliban has done before. It is what their modus operandi is whenever they find uh, any believers. All believers in the country will be killed by the Taliban. They are not looking for converts at this point. They're looking for extermination of Christians. And despite what I just watched, the uh, oh, one of the Taliban leaders in Doha uh, just give a, uh, a talk on the BBC. And I'm telling you, these people are full of lies. They have no plan for good for the country of Afghanistan. They only have harm and destruction in their path. And uh, they will implement, they say that they are only uh, implementing uh, basic head coverings for women. It is a lie. Uh, they will they will total institute uh, total covering of all of the women's body and, and for it not to be seen and eliminate women education throughout the country. Uh, this is an evil demonic regime and they are planning on exterminating the second fastest growing church in the planet. Um, this is a, a time where I've had messages all night long from all over people asking and, and, uh, pleading for uh, prayer, pleading for intervention from the church here in the West to be praying for them, to be holding them up and to pray that the Taliban will fall and that they will not succeed in their plan to eliminate again, the second fastest growing church in the world. I want to ask all of you, please ask your churches, every prayer group you know, share my post that we put on. I'm pleading with you to uh, pray. And, and we we saw it happen in Bamiyan as we petitioned for people to pray that the Taliban would not enter Bamiyan. They did not enter Bamiyan by the grace of God. And so we need to see them not enter Kabul and to see it stopped and blocked. We also need to pray and uphold our brothers and sisters there who are going through such trauma and in fear of they've already been persecuted so much. You have no idea how much they've already been through people that every time when I was just there in January, working through so much pain of persecution from family. And so... um I want to ask you all to please be praying and get everyone that you can uh, to pray for Afghanistan and for the church in Afghanistan. Again, we currently have lost communication uh, with the believers there, um, but they will resume. I assure you somehow, some way we will find a way and and pray for all of those who have have uh, one key leader from Kandahar, which Kandahar had already fallen to the Taliban um, and Harat uh, had all reached out to me uh, and, and were uh, petitioning for help. And again, at one o'clock in the morning, just all communication 
communication just completely collapsed and I'm not sure what is going on or what's happening. I, I sent a message to so many of them, pleading with them to delete my number and any Western numbers that they had um, and to write it down someplace where they could find. But uh, I, I would ask all of you to pray and get everyone you can praying as soon as possible uh, that that the Taliban will not penetrate Kabul and that there would be a complete surrender um, and that God will intervene in this. Our government. Yeah, you're, you're muted. So powerful stuff. Powerful, powerful stuff. stuff. And he asked for it's something. He said he just wants us prayer. to pray. I think it's important that we actually do pray. Look, we're, we're in a trying time right now. This man was on the ground. He's a pastor, was on the ground in Afghanistan, working on, you know, bringing together and, and uh, you know, teaching people in this uh, Muslim nation about Jesus. Yeah. Now, pray for them. Pray for the soldiers who, are, who Biden is sending in now. They're still going in. Realize that there are probably yeah. soldiers who are being thrown into the chaos of Afghanistan right now, who in 30 days time will probably face a court martial for not for refusing to get vaccinated. So today they will be a hero. Next month, some of them might be facing a court martial if they refuse to get the vax. As we reported earlier, the Taliban has banned the COVID-19 vaccines from being administered in any hospitals in Afghanistan. Um, CNN, not happy about that. I'm sure if they knew about it, that's for sure. Lots of actual kind of humorous memes being posted about, because we just showed you CNN saying, oh, they, they seem pretty friendly when they're chanting death to America. Here is a made up, just point out made up, not real, but it's pretty funny anyway. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Breaking news, CNN, Taliban fighters responsibly wearing masks. I like that one. And I like this one, too. This was Maricopa County meeting with the Taliban to hand over their Dominion machines. Not real. Just a funny meme. And they have, <laughs> up here in the top, they have what they with the person who made this calls the Taliban mofos. We take that down. Um, you got we got to find a little bit of humor where we can, because it's it's so demoralizing to see the collapse of Afghanistan. As I, I said earlier, we should have been out of Afghanistan a long time ago. And I think that anyone who served there or, or ha has a family member who served there ha has a similar feeling. Like we, 20 years was a long time. Afghanistan never should have became America's longest war. But it was always about leaving with dignity and leaving, making sure that the last two decades were, were for a reason, right? That we weren't just going to hand over control of the country back to the same oppressive fanatics that we went in there to bomb into the stone age to begin with. And Joe, I want to get your, cause we're, we're coming up towards the end of the show. I want to get your take on this cause the left is already coming out and blaming Donald Trump. That this is Donald Trump's fault. Somehow Donald Trump in between Joe Biden proclaiming that uh, Kabul will not collapse. And now somewhere the left believes that Trump has been a little puppet master. He's been pulling the strings on something. I want to get your take on it because my memory, if my memory serves me correctly, Donald Trump is the only president who has ever dropped the Moab, the mother of all bombs. And he did it 
in Afghanistan against Islamist terrorists. That, that's a picture right there, the mother of all bombs. That is the biggest non-nuclear bomb in the United States arsenal. If you want to know what it looks like, that's what it looks like when you drop one of these things. It had never been dropped before. Donald Trump said, yeah, let's, let's, send, let's send the Taliban a message. Let's send al-Qaeda a message. And he dropped it. Everyone, all the, all the military folks were like, no, you can't do that. It's too big. It's too big. Trump's like, no, let's, let's do it. And let's tell them we'll do it even more if they don't change up. Donald Trump, if Donald <laughs> Trump was in office, the Taliban doesn't march into Kabul. They don't. Because they'd constantly be looking at the sky, waiting for the Moab to fall on their ass. Because with Trump, you had unpredictability. As, as unpredictable as the Taliban is, Donald Trump was just as, if not more, unpredictable. And part of that is him playing the game, madman theory. Anyone who's ever studied the Reagan administration knows that Reagan was employing uh, a strategy known as mad madman theory. He wanted the Russians, the Soviets, yep. to think he was truly insane, even though he was actually um, pretty guided. That He wanted them to think he could nuke them at any moment. That there's a little bit of safety in the unpredictability. Trump played that role to perfection. With Biden, though, they know you're getting weakness. They know you're getting President Applesauce. They know you're getting a man who is cognitively impaired and incapable of actually performing the job. So, it, yeah, and Texas Patriot says and he took out Soleimani. Look at this way. You have, you have American embassies or consulates attacked under Obama, under Trump, and now under Biden. When it happened under Obama in Benghazi, nothing. They didn't send anyone, right? You look now happening under Biden, yeah, they're evacuating, but there's no actual repercussions for it. What happened under Trump, Trump turned Soleimani into, I don't know, what, what's, what's the, what's the, what do you call something when they just completely evaporate you? Soleimani no longer exists in any form. He was completely eradicated. What he turned him practically into Pico de Gallo, dropping a bomb on him. Trump's the only one who actually stood. Yeah, pink mist. I don't know why my head went to Pico de Gallo. I guess I'm just hungry. I haven't eaten anything yet today. <laughs> Trump's the only one who actually defends our embassies, defends our consulates. When you have a Democrat in office, they know that. They know that Democrats bring weakness. They know they can walk all over us, do whatever they want. What do you think, Joe, about the left's attempt now to pin this on Trump? I think it just is more more of the same that we're dealing with from this radical left element. And, and again, I, I say it all of the time, all the time that these are pedophiles, rapists and closet racists. They want to normalize all the evil in our society. And, and, you know, a perfect example of what we're dealing with is, is when we talk about sociopathy and the liars on the left, it becomes very evident when you start looking at um, how they have to stand together in these different organizations and how they use manipulative uh, techniques inside of media and technology. Look, no one touches them, trusts the media and technology. No one. No one. And, uh, you know, I often say, and I'll put this as the words of someone I respect, uh, Professor David Clements. By the way, if you get a chance to listen to him, he's, he, the guy's brilliant. Um, is that tell a small lie. You'll tell big lies, tell big lies. You're likely someone that I don't want to connect myself to. And then when you look at the media, every single time you look at how they treat things in the media and they cover things up, kind of like CNN, uh, the stark differences between before and after with the woman that was the, or the other guy saying, hey, that they're, or sh she's saying that they're peaceful or the guy saying that there's quiet in the streets, as in, as if that is, a di is, a, is an indication of a lack of oppression. We can see it. Now we just have to decide what we're going to do with seeing it. But the left, I mean, we just need to call them what they are. These people are the, the scumbags of the earth. They are the trash among us. 
They, they are, and somebody said, Joe, you dehumanize them. They have dehumanized half or you know 70% of this country. They have bullied and intimidated and stolen from and cheated from and treated like slaves most of this nation. So if you think that the left is, you know, that, that somewhere along the line that, uh, you, you know, we should listen to a word that anyone says when they say these words. So if, they, if anybody says these words, I'm just doing my job, they're a piece of trash. I'm so just are, doing what I'm told, yeah. piece of trash. So we're up against, we're, we're kind of towards the end of the show, but we have two callers on the line. We have Patrick, right. who, who served in Afghanistan. I want to welcome Patrick to the show. I want to get his take on it. Patrick, welcome. Can you hear us? Yeah. Uh, yes, I can hear you, Max and Joe. Uh, you guys so give me? it to me straight. Yes, give it to me straight. What are you feeling? What are you thinking seeing Afghanistan fall this quickly? So first things first, I just want to say this. I want to talk. I want to say something to the other Afghan vets that are listening. This failure of Afghanistan isn't on you. It's not on your efforts. Of course not. And our, our brothers did not die in vain. We did our part. We fought when our country asked us to, and we fought on behalf of the United States. I understand it's an emotional time. I, I've been feeling a lot of emotions. I lost my best friend in Paktika province in 2014, Matthew Walker, rest in peace. Don't, don't take this hard on yourselves. You did your jobs, you fought, you stood up. So, uh, now that that's said, watching Afghanistan fall, I can't say that I didn't see it coming. Uh, I knew it in 2016 when I was in the Battle of Kunduz. Uh, the entire city of Kunduz fell without any shot fired because the Taliban walked into all these checkpoints, all these ANA checkpoints along the way, and they told these soldiers, you can either fight and we kill you, or you can go home right now and we won't bother you. Leave your stuff, leave. And they, and they did. And the big reason for that is, is Afghanistan doesn't have national pride like the United States does. You have... Dozens of different tribes that run through Afghanistan. You have the, you have the Turkmenis, the Pashtu, the Uzbeks. You got all these different tribes that they kind of all stick to themselves. They don't have a national pride like the U.S., like the United States does. So when you got soldiers from, you know, when you got soldiers from the south guarding guarding stuff up north, they don't feel any connection to. Yeah. yeah, they don't feel any connection to Kunduz. They don't feel any connection to Herat, mm -hmm. right? So this, so the failure. Part of the failure lies on the ANA. It, it lies on the Afghan government for not uni unifying their military to stand up to this threat. The rest of the failure lies strictly on Joe Biden because with Trump's plan, I'm not saying that with, Trump, with Trump's plan, it wouldn't have fallen. It would have fallen, but it wouldn't have fallen so quickly. Trump's plan was to have troops out. It, it wouldn't have fallen in a week. Trump's plan was to have troops out uh, May 1st, what, 2020, 2021? The, yeah. there's, there's this thing that every soldier knows called the fighting season. And the fighting season usually runs from April, May to about October. And in October, the SF does this thing called the Roundup where they start hitting all the border, the border checkpoints into Pakistan to try to kill these uh, insurgents before they can get into Pakistan. Because once they get into Pakistan... The snow falls, it blocks all the passages, and they can't get in or out. And if they're still in Afghanistan, they're, they're, you know, they're sheep to the slaughter, right? So Trump's yeah. plan would have, ha would have started, it would have started during the end of the fighting season. So all your Taliban insurgents, 
they would have been in Pakistan or in Uzbekistan or Tajikistan. They would have been some or Turkmenistan. Sorry, they would have been in those countries where, you know, they're not in direct conflict with U.S. forces in Afghanistan, and they'd be stuck there for months. At least that would have given the ANA time to bolster defenses without constant attacks from the from the Taliban. And when Joe Biden took over, he scrapped that entire plan because like, it's August and troops just started leaving at the end of July, right in the midst yeah. of fighting season. He gave them he gave them all that ample opportunity to get into position and just wait two months, one month. He they he gave them that opportunity to sit there and and basically launch his attack once the last U.S. forces leave. So, like I said, to all the Afghan vets, it's not your fault. It's the ANA fault, and it's Joe Biden's fault. If he had stuck to the plan that Trump had put out, sure, it probably would have fallen in about three or four months, but it wouldn't have fallen as quick as it did. Yeah. What? Well, ultimately, and, you, know, you, I, can't, you can't force Afghanistan. You said you can't force Afghanistan to be Afghanistan. It's the same problem you saw yeah. in Iraq, right? Iraq is all these different tribes, all these different uh, sects of Islam. You can't force them to love each other. No, you uh, can't. So you, you really can't. I knew that this wasn't going to work out when you started seeing more and more attacks against American soldiers coming from the Afghan army where they you hear you hear in the in the news oh Afghan soldier opens fire on Americans so wait a minute we're handing this over to them and every day we're hearing about more attacks it seemed pretty obvious um but no you, you can't force them to fight and it doesn't look like they have any interest in fighting whatsoever Give you one no. final word because we want to get to one last caller before we end the show. Um, what do you think so, is going to come next? I, I honestly, I, I, I see the Taliban ruling for quite some time. Um, I, oh. I, I don't know what it's going to take the Afghan people to stand up and have some pride in their country. And I, this is a little bit off, t or this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I absolutely hate when I hear leftists say that. Americans shouldn't have any pride in the United States just because we were born here. You saw how millions of, of young American men ran to recruiting offices after 9-11 hit. You know, the Afghans don't yeah. have that country pride. They can't be bothered to join their, and they can't be bothered to join their nation's military. So when I hear, when I hear liberals say that, well, we shouldn't have any pride in the United States because of this, that, our dark past, that, that irritates me, and this is the reason why. Because no matter where you're from, Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, California, we all have one thing in common, the Constitution and the beautiful flag that flew on my arm while I was overseas. Sorry, I'm a little bit emotional just because of this whole... Yeah. Well, thank it, you. Whole, I want to say this, Patrick, if I could, and that is thank you for your sacrifice and service. And, um, you know, your friend who died in 2014, what is his name again? Uh, Specialist Matthew Walker, 101st Airborne, 502nd Infantry. May he rest in peace. He was 21 years old. May he rest in peace. Thank you, Joe. Well, thank you, Patrick, for calling in. I'm, I appreciate you telling us what you're feeling. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's not the vet's fault. Just like Vietnam wasn't Vietnam vet's fault. It, it was the leadership. You can't win a war that the leadership doesn't want to win. So thank you so much for your call, Patrick. Really do appreciate it. We have time for one more call before we end the show today. And we have Renee on the line. She has two sons who are vets. So we just got a take from an actual 
an actual Afghanistan vet. Now we're going to get a take from a mom of two vets. Renee, welcome to the show. Hey, let's uh, wait a sec. We're having an issue getting her on okay. the phone, so let's come back. All right. We, all, we also have second. Biden going going live right now. Do we want to bring that in? I don't want to give him any time. I don't like want to give hear him what time. he has to say. He's going to blame Trump. But at least that would be a, a something people could hear. They could hear yeah, the fact we don't that have, this we don't coward. Have yeah, we, I can't bring it on my end. Um, we have a film producer. I don't know if he'd be able to get up and, and on air in time. Um, do we think, are we going to be able to get Renee on? Still no working answer, no response. We may have lost her. Okay. May have lost her. If, Renee, if we lose you, I'm sorry. Call in tomorrow. Even if we're talking about a different topic, I want to get your take on this. I think it's important to hear not just from vets, but also the mothers and fathers of vets, because uh, not enough is said about the sacrifice that you guys make um and and the pain and heartbreak that you, that you guys have to go through um just having your your, your sons and, and daughters overseas fighting this war so renee if you can call in tomorrow that would be great as we wrap this up put up my screen mr producer this is a tweet from <laughs> last year joe biden said it's hard to believe that this has to be said but unlike this president i'll do my job and take responsibility i won't blame others and i'll never forget that the job isn't about me it's about you Put up against headline: Biden blames Trump for Afghanistan bedlam. So I have a feeling that's what Biden is going to be saying um, shortly. So Joe, you have you have any final uh, thoughts as we wrap this up? Courage is more infectious than fear, and I think that as a as a country, we're going to come together. We uh, we're doing our part at conservative daily we are out there every day we're you know we asked for biden to resign we asked for the pressure on congress to get them to tell him to resign we don't want just him to resign we want their entire illegal coup on the american people to resign they use words that are inflammatory like right-wing conspiracy theorists well i've served more people in this community Regardless of what political affiliation they have, Democrat, Republican, black, white, green, yellow, purple, gay, straight, you name it, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, doesn't matter to me. And you know what? It doesn't matter to most Americans. See, most Americans stand up for other Americans because that's what we do. We're Americans. We stand side to side, shoulder to shoulder. We go into battle. We do the things that are necessary to protect our community. And when people step out and weaponize everything in our society against us, at that point, we should reject them wholly. We should learn the power of the word no. And we should step to the curb, pull up the big truck, walk into their office, and say, you have to leave. Your corruption and your complicity in destroying our country is going to stop, and it stops today. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about things that we are going to be doing. We're also going to be uncovering massive amounts of fraud. And lastly, when we talk about what happened in Mesa County, Colorado, the county clerk and recorder, her name is Tina Peters. She bravely, after getting information from the Secretary of State's office that they were going to come in and take over the computer system, uh, excuse me, the, and do a trusted build, said, you know what, they're really nervous about this. So when the Secretary of State's office showed up and when Dominion showed up, she had already imaged all of the Dominion software prior to that. So when they came in and did the trusted build and information disappeared, 
they deviated from the law of the land, the federal law. Only we've seen this story before in Antrim County. The only two places that we've gotten access to that are publicly knowledge, public knowledge is those two places, and both places show a complicity between a corrupt criminal, as in the Secretary of State Jenna Griswold and her cabal that sits behind her, both Polis and Soros and all the other people that fund her, the, the compromised judiciary. They sat behind and then they came out and they lied. They lied, but they deleted logs that would have proven that fraud because Colorado is not a blue state either. Colorado is kind of a moderate state. We, we accept people here regardless and Democrat and Republican had never become a thing until that piece of trash polis got into office as the governor and they stole elections here. It's not a mistake that Dominion took up refuge in the state of Colorado and that we find ourselves in a place where massive amounts of fraud and a criminal syndicate with no-show jobs and pushing out Antifa and BLM members to the streets where the political elite get to do what they want. It's not a mistake that it happened here because they planned it. Well, now we're at a place right now where we can see another nexus or axis of fraud. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be divulging information that I will never share with anyone. But there is a Dominion employee, an employee that has come forward. And not only is there a Dominion employee that's come forward, but the amount of information we have about Dominion now is pretty damning. I'll give them an opportunity to step out. I'll give them an opportunity to admit what they did, fold up, go bankrupt, take your money from all of the different funds that, that are around the world, the dark money that funds you, to take that money and take your toys and go home. But if we don't do something now to step out against this election fraud, it won't matter. And as Mark Levine said this morning, we have months, not years, until they have completely destroyed everything that many people have sacrificed and died for in this nation to preserve. I'm going to say, lastly, we know how it ends. God wins. And if you don't believe in God, hey, look, I'll accept you where you are. You accept me where I am. I'll continue to pray for you regardless. But if we do not step in the gap, if we do not stand up and do something about what's happening in our country, we will lose it. And we will be hanging on to wings of airplanes as they fly aimlessly around the globe, I guess, looking for another free nation. Because this is the last free place on earth. Just doesn't feel that free right now. God bless you all. That's all I got. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, this is your first time watching. Lots of people on DLive, first time watching us today. Hit that follow button. Um, if you haven't seen us before, that way you can get updates. We go live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on DLive, our Facebook page, conservative-daily.com, and Twitch, as well as uh, a few others that we're going to be adding to the description. Um, Frank's the, speech. The wall of text. Frank's, are we up there yet? I don't know why we're not. We got to get Jake on that. Um, hopefully we should we should be on Frank's speech soon. But make sure you check us out Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you Also, you can sign up for our email newsletter. That link is in the description on DLive if you scroll down. Um, sign up for our email newsletter. We send out fax blasts every day um, to take action on specific things. Today will be just like yesterday. Biden needs to be removed because this is getting to be too much. And Joe, you said we don't we don't have years, we don't have months. 
Well, do you know it's 1,254 days between now and the next inauguration? We will not survive. Nope. 1,254 days. We will not Make survive a couple dozen days. Joe Biden has to be removed from office. So stay tuned for that. Join our email newsletter if you haven't already. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.